0: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Boso, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets. 13 First Alert Weather we will look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the Farm Show on Wax
1: 104.5. Keep it at Rural, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: And we do have farm news to take a look at. As always, we'll also look at the weather, which is going to change. And, uh, you know, 84 and sun today is beautiful weather and I hate to say it's going to change for the better, but I think most of us would agree a little rain would make it better. We're busy with uh, some of the harvesting, the corn silage and uh, more hay coming off. But, uh, Jill, I think you would agree we need some moisture. You look at your pastures and you can tell it.
2: Absolutely. We've pulled into two pasture groups already because we were feeding them, So, yep. and we're feeding at the other three. So <laughs> we need to... We need some rain.
0: Yeah, we need uh, we need grass through the fall, that's for sure. And we uh, don't have a lot of it out there. So rain in the forecast. We'll tell you about that as we go along. Also, uh, FFA members in Sections 1 and 2, busy this week. Last night, uh, Section 2, Chippewa Falls for the, uh, well, what do they call them now? They're always... The, Sectional Leadership Workshops, now they're FLW, what does that mean?
2: They're Fall Leadership Workshops. Oh, fall Leadership workshops. And the reasoning for that is it gives the opportunity to for chapters to go to the one that works into their schedule. Oh,
0: I see, not necessarily in your own section. Correct. All right, so again, last night was Triple Falls. Tonight, after school, they'll be in Bloomer for a Fall Leadership Workshop. So that's going on, and and enjoy that up there. It'll be... Uh, fun time as they all get together and i think they break do they still break off into individual officer you know the reporter and the vice president and uh, all that they break off into different areas
2: yes they do and it's kind of neat i think they learn a lot from the other chapter members that are holding yep. the same position so okay. I, it's uh it's quite a collaboration
0: uh, it is it's fun years ago we used to be uh they used to ask us to come up and talk to the reporters about uh, how to write a news release and some of those things. But again, they've been holding these fall leadership workshops now for a long time, and they are a good chance for chapter officers to meet other chapter officers of their same rank or their same office from other chapters and learn what those other chapters do to be reporters or, you know, historians or whatever they do. So again, that's going on in Bloomer After school, we'll talk about the Mississippi River. Something we don't talk about a lot, but we can't take our eye off the ball. Very, very important as far as the fresh water we have in this part of the country and how other parts of the country are. Well, they're just drooling. They'd love to get some of our water. Cranberries, the big weekend. When does it start, the Cranberry Fest?
2: It starts tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Runs till 5 every day.
0: All right. Down in the Warren's Cranberry Fest. You bet. And Warren's really comes to life this weekend. So lots going on, plus the markets and all kinds of other good stuff. We'll get an update. Uh, Jill talked to some folks from the Warren's Cranberry Festival. We'll get a a little bit of an update on what goes on down there. So we got lots going on this morning on the Farm Show on Wax, seven minutes before five o'clock. And uh, we get a lot of questions about, uh, you know, what's going on with dairy prices. Well, you know, as we all know, they're going down. We're going to go today and talk to a cheesemaker in our area And we're going to talk about, uh, well, federal milk marketing order hearings, because uh, he testified uh, last week, this gentleman we're going to visit with. And also, uh, we'll ask him about those dairy markets. What's going on with these barrel cheese prices and these cheese prices? Why are they going down? Production isn't up that much at all. Maybe, you know, half a percent or something like that. It's not like a a watershed of milk coming on uh, the market. So we'll talk about that as well. And... We want to thank a lot of people that are uh, with us on our farm truck. As we travel around, we'll go talk to that cheesemaker today. You'll see the farm truck on the road, and an awful lot of sponsors ride along with us. And uh, Jill, as you you look at that thing, it's uh, it's nice to have friends, isn't it? It is
2: very nice to have friends, and I like how we, everybody included, and everybody up to snuff and looking
0: good on the truck. Really? McMillan Warner Mutual Insurance. The Citizen State Bank of Loyal, of course, financing Wisconsin agriculture. Citizen State Bank might be in a small town of Loyal, but they have a big footprint in Wisconsin agriculture. Also, Farm First Dairy Cooperative. And again, a, a dairy cooperative that is concerned about members first. Also, the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, uh, a leader in Wisconsin and national agricultural policy, just had a group come back from Washington, D.C. of their young farmers, always training young farmers to step in and take over as, uh, you know, they advance in importance on their own farms and in policy. Equity Livestock Cooperative, of course, uh, on the farm, in the market, working together. Altoona, Barron, Sparta, and Stratford sale barns in our area that you hear from every day. We'll hear from Barron and Sparta and Stratford today. And also the best Gouda cheese you can get anywhere Marika's Gouda in Thorpe and the House of Gouda in Eau Claire. And if you haven't been to the new House of Gouda in Eau Claire yet, you're missing a treat because uh, they've got so much stuff. And I mean, just good, good stuff. So, Again, thanks to uh, Marika Gouda, House of Gouda. Tractor Central with so many locations around the area. And again, we uh, thank Tractor Central for being with us. And again, we uh, look at Tractor Central as the leader in the innovation. And you had a chance to talk to one of those uh, innovation leaders, haven't you?
2: I did. I talked to Zach Olson. And it was so interesting to find out he can what he can see on his smartphone and what his smartphone can do with the operator of equipment.
0: All right, and we'll get more of that too with Zach. And of course, River Country Co op for all your farm input needs. So, again, lots of friends riding with us on the farm truck at Wax. Let's take a look at that weather, our changing weather, 13 First Alert weather, brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group, and still lots of good camping weather left. It's only September, you know. There's huge discounts right now on the remaining new 2022 campers at ChilsonRV.com. 84 and sun today, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, we get some uh, chances of rain. Temperatures falling off to the 70s on Friday and Saturday, into to the 60s on Sunday and Monday, back to partly cloudy and 70 on Tuesday. Fifty-nine degrees right now. It's a nice morning, but be careful. Again, a few places there's a little bit of fog out there. Not widespread, but uh, pay attention if it gets to you. All right, it's about a minute after five. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Here's what's happening. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield.
3: Air Force General Charles Q. Brown, Jr. is set to become America's top military officer. He was confirmed as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in a Senate vote Wednesday night with bipartisan support. Brown will succeed Army General and current chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, whose term ends next month. It's the first Pentagon confirmation since a recent blockade on military promotions by Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville. Ukrainian President Zelensky will be in Washington, D.C. today. Brian Shook reports. He'll meet with President Biden at the White House, lawmakers on Capitol Hill, and military leaders at the Pentagon. The visit comes as Congress is currently weighing Biden's request to approve more than $20 billion in additional aid for Ukraine in its war with Russia. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy told reporters Wednesday he wants to understand Zelensky's plan for defeating Russia and to ensure U.S. resources are going to the right place. I'm Brian Shook. An age limit for politicians is being proposed in Congress, but it's not sitting well with some older lawmakers. Trey Thomas explains. Texas Congresswoman Sheila
1: Jackson Lee is 73 years old. She would only have two years left under the proposal, which would cap political service at age 75. It undermines the people's ability to run their government. Jackson Lee says it should be up to voters to decide if someone is too old for office.
3: I'm Trey Thomas. And a bipartisan group of House lawmakers say they've come up with a way to avoid a government shutdown. Funding for a range of federal programs will come to an end on October the 1st unless Congress passes a funding bill. On Wednesday, a group of 64 representatives known as the Problem Solvers Caucus released a statement saying they endorse a stopgap funding bill that would run through January 11th. You're listening to the latest
1: from NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Also coming up today, we are going to get a little bit on uh, EMS farm training updates. Some activity over in Marshfield, but uh, EMS farm training, boy, this harvest time of the year, we uh, need those... Uh, EMS people, that is for sure. So we'll hear about that coming up later on. But let's hear about our weather right now. Our 13 First Alert weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. RV service appointments are now available at ChilsonRV.com. today in 84. Then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Looks like it's going to be mostly cloudy and cooling off. Chances of rain right on through Monday from Friday. Looks like later on Friday. I think the high school football games are probably escape in most places without a whole lot of rain, but uh, hopefully we'll get kind of a, a rainy weekend. We usually don't want to say that about the weekends, but <laughs> we need rain. 70s on Friday and Saturday, 60 Sunday and Monday, Tuesday, partly cloudy, 70. Right now, again, a little fog around the area. Did you run into fog around the countryside coming in?
2: It was a little foggy. It wasn't, like, th- really thick, okay. but it was here and there.
0: Alright, so pay attention to that. Right now, Rice Lake is 55, 52 in Medford, Wausau, Marshfield, 56, 63 in La Crosse, Green Bay at 55, Madison, Sun Prairie at 64, Milwaukee, 65, 59 right now outside our back door.
1: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Seven and a half minutes after five o'clock. It's Thursday morning already. Lots of livestock traded this week. And, Jill, what do the numbers look like so far?
2: Well, our choice fed beef steers are 175 to 190 with mixed at 120 to 174. Choice fed beef heifers are 175 to 187 with mixed at 135 to 174. Choice fed Holstein steers are 160 to 171 with select and silage fed steers 120 to 159. Cows are 80 to 109 with a top of 135. Bulls are 110 to 129. Butcher hogs are 30 to 76 with sows at 26 to 32, and boars at 15 to 19. New crop market lambs are 150 to 210. Feeder lambs are 50 to 205. ewes are 50 to 105. Small goats are 5 to $145. Medium goats are 10 to $250. Large goats are 105 to $440. And nanny goats are 10 to $275. All
0: right, the futures market uh, livestock over there in Chicago. Higher yesterday, across the board. Live cattle October 18677 at the close that's up a dollar 10, December cattle 19152 up a dollar 5, February 19585 up 92 in April, and April at 19935 up a dollar 7, feeder cattle also higher, October closed 26057 that was up 122, November feeders 26557 up 55, January 267 dollars a hundred even that's up a dollar 30 in march 269 20 up a dollar 70 lean hog carcass contracts october 85 77 at the close up 92 december seventy-eight twenty-two, up a dollar 97 february 80 90 up a dollar 70 in april 85 75 that was up a dollar seven board of trade was a little higher yesterday there's concern about the about the crops in this dry weather, of course, and also interest rates uh, unchanged. The Fed didn't raise interest rates. Kind of a quiet trade, but overnight, markets went the other way. December corn overnight down two cents from yesterday's close, sitting at four eighty a bushel. Oats down four at four thirty two. December wheat down two at five eighty six. November soybeans down thirteen at thirteen oh six. December meal down two fifty a ton at three hundred ninety two dollars and sixty cents. And dairy markets continue to go the wrong way. Barrel cheese down another nickel, a dollar sixty one. It wasn't long ago they were well into the dollar eighties. Block cheese was well up into the one nineties. Down eight a dollar eighty yesterday. Butter up a penny, two eighty four. September class three down eight at eighteen twenty eight. October down forty two at seventeen twelve. November down 40 at 1725, December down 19 at 1771, and January down 2 at 1788. Well, maybe we'll have some better news for you. How about uh, hearing a little bit about the Warren's Cranberry Fest? We'll do that next, right here on WAC, 10 and a half minutes after 5. 59 degrees, a little fog out there, too. Not widespread, but in spots, so be careful.
2: It is cranberry harvest season, and there are some festivals around the area that we get to learn about today. I caught up with Deanna Donaldson. She's the president of the Warren's Cranberry Festival. And it's your 50th anniversary. Where is the festival? The
4: festival is in Warrens, Wisconsin. And if they type Warren's Cranfest parking into Google Maps, it'll show them right where they need to get for their instructions.
2: And what would a person see if they come to the festival?
4: Oh, we've got tons of stuff. You can eat your way through the festival with all kinds of cranberry food. We have over 80 commercial food booths, so if you're looking to try anything new and exciting, we have that here. We have Cranberries Jubilee. We have walking marsh tours that you can actually go out to the Cranberry Marsh, go down to the bed, see what it's like. We have a cranberry wade that you can actually go and stand in the berries and get your picture taken in the waders and the hip boots. We have a photography contest, Scarecrow displays, contests all over, minnow racing games, um, a biggest berry contest, and we have a medallion hunt that starts Thursday the 2nd, and they will announce all of the information for that on our Cranfest Warren's Cranberry Festival Facebook page.
2: Well, sounds like a lot of activities. Are there booths that a person can come and see, too?
4: Yes, we have 850 art and craft booths, 350 flea market booths, 100 farm market booths, and 80 food booths.
2: And being that it is the 50th anniversary of the Warren's Cranberry Festival, do you have any special activities going on?
4: We sure do. There are some contests that we're going to be running on our Facebook page that will be a lot of fun. It's going to be kind of almost like a treasure hunt. It requires you to take some selfies and email your pictures in. We're also going to have Miss America here. She will be here on Sunday. She will do a press conference, and then she's going to do autograph signing. We have a parade on Sunday. We're honoring our pioneer founders and also the military. We have a flyover that's coming during the national anthem at the parade. And we also have the Screaming Eagles from La Crosse that's coming to the parade to march. The 204th Army Band will be here. Miss America will be in the parade The Dancing Grannies will be here. The Rochester Dragon Patrol and the Wisconsin Wheelmen are some of the special things that you can see at the parade.
2: And when does the parade start?
4: The parade starts Sunday, the 24th at 1 o'clock.
2: And once again, the 50th Warren's Cranberry Festival. Tell me again, those dates, the place, and the time you're open.
4: We are a festival the whole full last weekend of September every year. This year, the dates are September 22nd through the 24th. We're located in Warrens, Wisconsin, and you can Google Warrens Cranberry Festival parking lot or just Cranfest parking lot, and it will give you the coordinates to get here. Our festival starts at 7 in the morning and runs till between 5 and 6 every afternoon, all three days.
2: It was great to hear about events going on around the area. And that was Deanna Donaldson. She's the president of the Warren's Cranberry Festival. And I'm Jill Welke from Wax 104.5.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Man, oh man,
0: that's a big event. The last time I was there, it wasn't anywhere near that big. But 50th anniversary of the Cranberry Festival down at Warren's. So what kind of costumes do you guys have as dancing grannies? (laughs) Well, you're a granny.
2: Well, I am a granny, but I really don't dance.
0: Don't you dance? I I thought maybe you'd be in there. They'll probably recruit you to be in there, though.
2: Well, maybe. You know, if I wasn't busy this weekend, I definitely would be down there to see that parade, because that sounds like something else. Yeah, yeah,
0: Allison Derryland, or not Allison Daryland, but uh, Miss America is from Wisconsin.
2: She is from Wisconsin, and she's going to be, uh, nuclear engineering is what her major is at UW-Madison.
0: Oh, good for her. So that'll be fun. 850 exhibitors and 80 food booths? You could pretty much
2: eat for days there.
0: Boy, I guess so. So that's big. That is big. The Warren's Cranberry Festival. So, again, get down and enjoy that. Well, we've got some uh, important news here. The Mississippi River, Jill. as we get in. Can you read the news and dance at the same time?
2: (laughs) I'll do my best. All
0: right. Tell us what's going on (laughs) with the river.
2: So a group of mayors from the cities that border the Mississippi River recently got together for their annual Mississippi River Cities and Towns Initiative meeting. The group includes mayors from 10 states that border the river from Minnesota and Wisconsin to the north to Mississippi and Louisiana in the south. At that meeting, they decided they want a compact or agreement that would protect and set up collective management of the river. The mayors are determined to fight proposals that would pipe fresh water from the Mississippi River to water-starved western states. The mayors are looking at a system like the Great Lakes Compact, a deal involving eight states and two Canadian provinces. That deal set up principles of water management and a requirement to notify and consult other members before anyone could divert water from any of the Great Lakes the world's largest source of fresh water. Any river compact would first have to be approved by all 10 states along the river and then be okayed by Congress.
0: And again, as I said, we cannot take our eye off the ball because, you know, you talk about oil and the value of oil. You can live a lot longer without oil than you can without water. And you know what's going on out in Arizona and Nevada, Las Vegas—how fast they are growing population-wise—and they don't have the water to support it. But I'll tell you, they you know, the Mississippi River is already low. That's, We've heard stories yeah, about that's what, barges uh, being offloaded.
2: Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. The Mississippi River in the last few years has been really low. They've lightened the loads on the barges. They've made the barge. I don't know what they call them, when they're all hooked together, mm-hmm. they're not as Barge many. Barge
0: trains, yeah.
2: Yeah, they can't hook as many together just because yeah. the water can't support them.
0: Yep. So, again, we've got to keep our eye on the ball. That is very, very important because, again, you give them a little, they'll take a lot, and you don't even want to get that ball rolling down the hill, that's for sure. All right, coming up, EMT training, busy, important issue. Next on Wax.
5: Eau Claire Memorial Crematory. Find us at smithfuneralec.com.
1: For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
5: Firefighters and EMS are often trained to handle a wide range of emergencies, including high-frequency, low-risk incidents, such as roadside collisions and carbon monoxide alarms. However, farming emergencies pose a unique set of challenges due to their low-frequency and high-risk nature which can be unpredictable and hazardous for both the victim and emergency responders. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. One program that prepares firefighters for agricultural emergencies is the Agriculture Rescue Training. Kyle Kishalik project manager at the National Farm Medicine Center, explains more about how this training better connects first responders with rural communities.
6: So firefighters and EMS are trained and equipped to respond to a wide range of emergencies, especially ones that are of high frequency, low risk emergencies. Um, they respond to these emergencies more frequently, so thus they're better trained and prepared for them. However, farm emergencies pose as a low frequency, high risk that can be unpredictable and challenging, involving a multitude of different hazards, As we always say, whatever is affecting the patient can easily afflict the same dangers and risks to the rescuers. So despite that firefighters and EMS undergo this extensive training to handle various type of emergencies, the specific circumstances they encounter on a farm can vary greatly. Again, while firefighters are prepared for a wide variety of scenarios, the level of preparedness can be varied depending on the resources available to the fire department and the training of the the firefighters, as well as specific challenges presented by the farm uh, emergency.
5: How will your training help firefighters be better prepared then? While no single training program can prepare
6: them for all the situations that may occur on a farm, the Agriculture Rescue Training prepares them for the most common types of farm emergencies that are more likely to occur. And so some of the workshops that we offer at the training include tractor rollovers, silo rescue, grain bin rescue, agriculture machinery, uh, entrapment and extrication, and the new and popular large animal technical rescue, as well as farm familiarization for those who are not aware of the farming environment. So through these workshops, emergency responders will better understand agricultural hazards, animal handling response, farm equipment operation, chemical hazards, confined space rescues, emergency medical response and patient stabilization, as well as interagency collaborations and mutual aid, as well as environmental consideration that can all play a vital role in the successful operation of a rescue. So ultimately, by receiving specialized training in agricultural emergencies, firefighters can develop the knowledge, skills, and awareness needed to respond effectively to incidents in rural and farm settings.
5: So if a firefighter maybe attended this event in the past, is it worth their time to attend again?
6: Certainly. Uh, Connecting annual trainings on the same topics and skills is important for firefighters for several reasons. Uh, Firefighting skills, like many other skills, can deteriorate over time if they have not practiced regularly, and annual training uh, ensures that the firefighters maintain proficiency in these essential tasks. There is also a consistency to help establish and maintain uniformity in procedures with the department, which can be crucial for effective teamwork during emergency response. There's also an adaptation to new equipment technology that may be out there, especially not just in the fire service, but also in the agriculture environments that fire and EMF need to become familiar with and proficient in. Frequent training prepares firefighters to respond quickly and effectively to a wide range of these emergencies and helps them to react instinctively in high-stress situations, which ultimately reduces the likelihood of errors, as mentioned earlier, in these critical and time-sensitive emergencies. Um. Again, seconds count, and any time that you can reduce these seconds uh, can ultimately reduce the severity of injury or death.
5: And this is the third year for this training, correct? But something new this year that you guys are doing is the live animal rescue training because sometimes large animals, you know, they'll get loose. I don't know how many times our cows would get out in the middle of the night and you're chasing them around, and sometimes they find their way into manure pits, lagoons. So when that happens, what do firefighters do in those situations?
6: So animals on farms are not just a source of income for farmers. They can also be their pets. And just like a cat, if it was up in a tree, it's safer to have the fire department that is trained and equipped for those sort of emergencies than have the owner of the pet or livestock try to rescue them. So emergency responders really do need to be aware and understand animal behavior and how to respond to these accordingly. You know, a big thing is roadway incidents can present a very high-risk situation that can put many at risk of injury. The longer the animals that are injured and afraid are loose. So an animal that is injured and afraid can be very dangerous. And emergency responders understanding how to properly mitigate this and control the situation will lead to a better outcome. And that's why we're bringing in experts to conduct a large animal technical rescue presentation and workshop at the egg rescue training which will ultimately give participants multiple skills and techniques to safely contain, approach, and manipulate the recumbent large animals in emergency situations. They'll also be creating safe working zones, equipment options, proper strap placements, and manipulation techniques, or all can be considered and practiced on on an articulated 1,000-pound training mannequins.
5: What else will a training have that will better equip firefighters to be able to better respond to farm accidents? I know you mentioned there's an improved and free farm mapping tool. Take me through some of those extras that they should take advantage of.
6: So, like One of the things you mentioned that we actually are developing and will be presenting for the first time is our new and improved farm mapping tool that assists emergency responders with pre-planning these emergency responses on farms. Seconds count, and when you're in route to emergency, if your department knows exactly what you're going to be going to, where do I need to go, where, you know, where that location is, where is that tractor in that field possibly, how big is this farm operation, where is the power shut off if I need to get access to that or the gas shut off, all this vital information is crucial. And so through our farm mapping tool that is currently out there, but we're now improving it to a new farm mapping 2.0 version, our emergency responders will be able to have the information they need in route to an emergency that they've preplanned before, And it also allowed them to basically not just know where the icons of the hazards and things are located in the farm. It also allowed them to use features such as, you know, flow rates, which are crucial for, like, structure fires. They'll be able to add in this information beforehand, calculate out the square footage easily through the farm mapping tool, and be able to, you know, understand how much flow they need within their their rigs to be able to put out that fire effectively. Um, Same with knowing where all the, you know, maybe, again, looking at the large animals, if there's an animal or you know, a large machinery that are very expensive on farms located in a specific area, they know where to respond and how to actually get that so they can mitigate the damage as well as the risk to those involved. We also are going to be offering presentations Friday night, and so that will be part of the larger egg rescue training, and that will in- include a case story on silo rescues, a pediatric trauma uh, presentation of on-farm uh, pediatric trauma situations, as well as some large animal technical rescue. And we're also offering a separate train the trainer course where participants will learn in depth how to organize and conduct their very own agriculture rescue training.
5: So when it comes to that farm mapping tool again, how are you guys getting that info of that farm on there? How can farmers put their info on there to help these firefighters? It's a kind
6: of a relationship that farmers and the firefighting community in EMS needs to kind of collaborate together. There are a lot of things that are gonna be involved that's crucial or Fire EMS to know about that maybe they, they'd be more equipped for them to work on than maybe a farmer. So your fire needs to connect with your local you know, farming community and just start talking with them and say, hey, how can I help you to help myself? So this way, if there ever was an emergency, my department knows exactly what we can do so we can shave off critical minutes that can be critical for if there ever was an emergency out here, but also make my department
0: safe. And again, National Farm Medicine Center continuing to work on farm safety. EMS Farm Training, Kyle Koshalik. And uh, Kyle is the project manager with that that part of the uh, program at the National Farm Medicine Center. So, again, send your EMTs and uh, EMS Farm Training. Get a hold of the National Farm Medicine Center so uh, folks like Kyle can get everybody up to speed. So, again, they're ready if and when unfortunate accidents uh, happen. So, again, get into that. Good stuff. Over as always at the National Farm Medicine Center. It's five We're going to catch up with some markets because uh, the markets have been pretty good for livestock anyway. Rocky's going to join us next from over at Premier Livestock and withy.
1: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: 5.30 in the morning at Wax, also never sounding so good. Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock in with you. Morning, Rocky. Morning, morning. Use a little rain over in Lublin? Yeah, a little settle the dust wouldn't be too bad. Well, no. maybe this weekend, not today, but uh, maybe this weekend we'll get a little bit. Temperature's cooling off. at Another warm one today for the cattle, but uh, no matter how warm it's been, the market's been, well, pretty hot, really. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Tell us about it. What's been going on this week? Thanks
7: Bob. Uh, good morning everyone. This is uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. We sold 185 head of dairy cattle yesterday. Had uh, two tie stall herds, several fancy groups of fresh cows. Uh, top fresh cows brought 2100 to 2750. We had several really fancy parlor freestall cows. In that 24 to 2750. Many, 1700 to 2075. Top spring and heifers, 1700 to 2300. Those lesser quality and blemish cows and spring and heifers, 1675 and down. Next week, we got two dairy cattle auctions. We got one Tuesday, we got one Wednesday. Tuesday is going to be our special monthly dairy heifer auction. If you're buying or selling dairy heifers, always a nice sale to uh, be a part of. Uh, we sell them right. Right from started calves right through spring and heifers. Uh, if you got heifers to consign, make sure you give us a call so we get them listed. Uh, then Wednesday we got a com- uh, complete tie stall herd of Holstein cows. They're going to have a 82 pound tank average. Uh, we're going to have 19 fancy registered young Brown Swiss cows that we got to pick out of a herd. Uh, very nice cows. They're full pedigrees online. Uh, Breezy Haven Farm. They're coming from. Also, we got a special consignment from Chamber. Dairy out of Minnesota. We sold their excellent herd of cows at Premier, one of the better herds of cows that we sold, and they have 26 head of spring and Holstein heifers, 40 years of AI breeding behind them, plus lots more. A uh, lot more detail on our website at uh, premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call at Premier at 715-721-0079. Uh, farm machinery auctions coming up November 3rd, guys, just a little over a month away here. Uh, we need to get things in start getting things in and we start getting things advertised and pictured for that sale if you got farm equipment uh we are out in the country looking at farm equipment every day too and uh if you got questions certainly give us a call once again 715-229-2500 and that's how it's shaped up
0: sounds like a good busy time for you rocky and enjoy maybe the last 80 degree day for a while
7: yeah Hopefully
0: we'll have a few more. <laughs> I hope so, too. At, least,
7: at least
0: 70s. will Yeah, the good well, we'll have 70s, that's for sure. Have a good one, Rocky. You, too. There he goes, Rocky Olson over there, Premier Livestock. And speaking of uh, that kind of temperatures, we're going to check in with Mike Dandry and find out what's going on. Don't forget, World Dairy Expo is coming up here in, oh, just a week or two, and uh, we'll be down there for that.
1: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time on wax for
0: our 13 first alert weather. That means Mike Dandreas center stage. Morning, Mike. You know what I'm going to do today? I heard you're going jet skiing. You bet. I got some friends up in uh, Chippewa Falls, Buck and Kelly Hebert. They said, hey, we bought some jet skis. Come on out and ride one. I haven't ridden <laughs> a jet ski forever. I don't know. <laughs> I, hope, I hope it's pretty much uh, self-taught and you just get on and it goes and doesn't tip me over.
8: No, it's, uh, it's pretty fun. It's pretty easy, too. I think that you'll master it pretty quickly. Uh, but, uh, I
0: never took anything for granted, but I'm looking forward to that because it might be the last real chance to enjoy it, huh? Yeah, we'll have a bit of a
8: cool down on our hands this weekend. So today, of course, is going to be that great day to get out on the jet ski. Mostly sunny, getting into low to mid 80s for today. We'll have a chance of sprinkles into the evening hours, but those will be very few and far in between. And I think most areas will still stay dry anyways. But we'll dip to the upper 50s with a mostly clear sky tonight. Then a few clouds start to roll in going into tomorrow morning and into the afternoon. That'll bring us a few chances at some showers, possibly a few storms as well. But we'll have those on and off chances, nothing that's looking super widespread. It'll be pretty hit and miss for Friday and Saturday, but we do cool off mid 70s for Saturday. Sunday then brings us what seems to be our best chance at some of these showers with highs into the upper 60s and it will be breezy as well but looking ahead to Monday we'll have just a slim chance at a shower or two highs around 70 and that's pretty much where we hang out going into the middle of next week with highs right around 70. Otherwise for right now we have a little bit of patchy fog developing and a temperature of 56 degrees in Eau Claire.
0: Okay, if you're going to bet your firstborn child on this rain, uh, how widespread, how much, and how often over the weekend? Well, now that uh, my wife is pregnant, I'm oh, not going to... Oh, is she really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. I didn't know that.
8: <laughs> I was going to say, uh, since she is pregnant now, I'm not going to wage oh, them, but... okay. Well, I didn't know she was
0: pregnant. That's why I was so free and easy with your kids. <laughs> yeah. but, well, that's good to hear. When's the baby due? March 14th. Oh, March... For- oh, have it on March 15th, the Ides of March.
8: I was going to say it's right around the Ides of March and St. Patrick's Day, and my dad's birthday too is March eighth. Oh
0: boy, anything can happen. Well, congratulations on that, but uh, getting (laughs) (laughs) back—yeah, getting back to the original point. Getting back to our original bet.
8: (laughs) What do you think? I I think that, uh, I mean, we may be able to squeak in another 80-degree day. Remember last year we had a couple of those random 80-degree days that were kind of split, you know, kind of spit in there like Powerball numbers. So I'm not going to say that that's our last one, but I'll say our chances are dwindling pretty quickly.
0: All right. Well, we'll see that. And uh, the rain, you think it might be enough to amount to something?
8: Uh, I wouldn't say uh, too, too much, but oh. at this point, anything is...
0: Uh... Oh, yeah, anything is welcome. Friday night football, though, should be okay. Yes. All right, sounds good. All right, well, so uh, if it's a boy, are going to name it Bob or what? Do you gotta...
8: <laughs> well, we're going to name it after the great-grandpa if we have a boy.
0: So, What's his name?
8: Biagio Lavino. <laughs> what? Where yes, is he from? Italy.
0: Really? Biagio Lavino. What's the what's our what's the English? What's Biagio in, in our language?
8: Biagio would be like the name Blaze. Oh, okay. and uh, Lavino. There's no translation for a name, but Lavino actually means wine oh, in really? Italian. Um. Yep.
0: You're just blowing smoke up my skirt. Your wife isn't going for that name, is she?
8: She says she isn't, but she, she'll she tell me behind closed doors <laughs> that she is.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we'll follow the progress. Yes. Thank you, sir. You bet, Bob. All right. Breaking news. Breaking news. 13 First Little Weather with Mike Dandre. He's going to have
1: a baby. That's a good thing. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: News Time on Wax, 22 minutes before 6 o'clock. Let's get into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is here. Good morning, Morgan. What are you going to do to stay cool today? I see see you're dressed in a kind of a... A warm weather outfit.
9: I was just sad because I haven't been able to wear that scarf you brought me back from Scotland with no, I these hope warm you don't have to Wear it for a while. <laughs> you know, these days though, really, it feels like those last moments to savor summer because they're not going to be here for very much longer. So no. I'm not mad at the 80s today. Oh, I'm not, I'm I get looking to looking soak that up. up yeah, like I said I'm going jet skiing. Tonight. I would uh, welcome very much welcome the rain though. Like yeah. a lot of folks oh, gosh, around, I that would be so, nice to yeah. have.
0: I hope so because I've been doing some sodding out in my backyard. Took some trees out, and I've been tried to grow grass this spring, that didn't work with seeds, so I bought some. I thought oh, I'm going to do it instantly. Yeah. So I bought some and I'm doing a lot of watering. So well, you know you Mother can do. help.
9: You can hop off your jet ski. Why don't you put your uh, bikini on and s- run through the sprinkler? <laughs> Get that sod a little wet. Cool yourself down today. Well, I haven't give the neighbors a show.
0: I haven't hooked the sprinkler up very often. It's one of those deals you got to regulate. And, uh, so I've gotten wetter than the grass by trying to adjust <laughs> that thing. But uh, we'll make it work. What's going on?
9: Well, we're going to start with headlines that keep us in our area good morning we begin to learn a little bit more with Sheriff Hakes responding saying he didn't do anything wrong and beyond that was surprised to learn that anyone in the office thinks he did of course he was responding to uh, supervisors having met earlier this week behind closed doors to talk about allegations from someone in the department who just said they were hostile workplace conditions you can find both responses straight from the sources right online they're laid out for you at 715 newsroom.com If you get a call from the Eau Claire police saying that you owe them or you're going to go to jail, just probably confirming what you would suspect. That is a scam, but it is making the rounds. So police in Eau Claire want to warn you that if somebody calls pretending to be them and are asking for you to pay specifically in gift cards to avoid going to jail, that's a scam. That You want to just hang up and go about your day. We take it to the jump rope capital of the world, where if you're in Bloomer, there's now a tank at the Bloomer Veterans Memorial. They added an M47 tank yesterday, and they've been working for the better part of a decade to get that tank into the community. The travel was from Virginia, I traveled about a thousand miles from a museum in that state to come and now sit facing Bloomer's old Veterans Memorial. So if you're in that area, heads up, that's there's a change to the landscape there. We take a trip to the Capitol where it's a day of uh, gun violence prevention. And that happens at the Capitol level with Heidi Johnson and WAVE, a state organization dedicated to preventing gun violence, deaths and injuries. As she says, over 100 people from across the state are coming together to the Capitol building to talk to their legislators and make sure legislators are aware that gun violence is a huge problem in our state. Advocates will be urging lawmakers to act on stronger gun laws, including expanded background checks for purchases. And what do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. What are you in the mood for? Does that seem like the hardest question of the day sometimes after going through so many other things? Well, Bree... Why? It's called decision fatigue. By the time we get
10: through the day, the average adult has made about 35,000 decisions. So no wonder we can't decide what to eat for dinner. The online website Seated says we spend about two and a half hours every week figuring out the last meal of the day. The National Institute of Health says there's just too many choices, and when that happens, we humans take shortcuts and usually order takeaway. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio.
9: Or you can do what my sister does with all the kids on the farm. She says as she's dishing it up you get what you get and you don't throw a fit a
0: good farm wife that's what my mother used to say and my grandma too
9: absolutely that's how we grew up and we had back to the barn to do those chores no fits thrown here just work to be done with bob bolsel jill welke and your midwest farm report on wax 104.5
0: you know what my biggest decision is going to be today what's that what color speedo to wear I'm oh
9: let, let me suggest maybe the american <laughs> flag something <laughs> no, like that I might worry. yeah I the might patriotic worry. one all
0: right see you later <laughs> you bet bob More McCarthy in the newsroom on Wax.
1: Keeping it at rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We'll get to the markets in a moment. And in fact, if you're uh
0: taking livestock into the uh Equity L Tuna Barn today, better take a birthday present along. You better. It's Jim Lindsay's birthday. Yeah, Jim Lindsay, the manager there at the Equity L Tuna Barn. Is having a birthday today. So happy birthday, Jim. I don't know if uh, maybe his assistant manager there, Mr. Cragness, will bring in a cake or something for him.
2: That would be uh, very appropriate.
0: It really would. Well, we've uh, been looking at them, but again, happy birthday to Jim Lindsay, the manager of the Equity Al Tunis Sale Bar. We've been talking about that Mississippi River, and that is so important. Sometime we're going to talk more about that, the way these western states have talked about the Great Lakes. I hadn't heard the Mississippi River so much, piping water from our part of the world out there. I can't imagine that ever going through. But anyway, that would be the cause of a civil war, pretty much, I think. But uh, again, that's not the only waterway in the world that's in trouble.
2: Well, the levels at the Panama Canal are struggling because they have a lot of boats waiting around them, or ships, I guess we should say. And there are many more restrictions on the size and number of cargo vessels going through the Panama Canal. That number is down from 36 a day to a maximum of 32, and that is expected to be the case until well into 2024. Currently, over 100 cargo ships are waiting to go through that canal, which is the preferred and cheapest route for cargo coming from Asia
0: to our eastern shores. But no fear, our ship, uh, we're going to take through the Panama Canal in March when we take our Costa Rica-Panama farm tour. Our ship will go through, no problem at all, and uh, that's a fun trip because we get into Costa Rica, go on the wildlife area, and, and I still one of the most fun th- of all the trips we've taken. I've had a lot of great memories, but one of the greatest memories going through a tropical river on like a dugout pontoon with like church pews, <laughs> right down. There. We're the only ones on the river, a little calm river, and all of a sudden you hear this howling, and you look up in the trees, and these monkeys are called howler monkeys. And they howl. They never come down. They swing from tree to tree. They live in the trees all the time. It's one of the most fantastic sights you'll ever see. So, again, that's Costa Rica and Panama. And if you uh, haven't, uh, you know, you thought about going haven't signed up and get your name on the list, at least do that because it is filling up fast. So, again, uh, not a lot of seats left in the boat on the river or on the plane to get over there or the bus traveling around. So, get it on. We got uh, things to do. We're going to go to the markets. Coming up here on Wax. And again, don't forget, World Dairy Expo, not that far away. Wax
1: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: It's almost 12 minutes before 6 o'clock. It's 56 degrees out there. It's time to get to our markets. We're going to add to Barren Equity and hear from Brittany.
4: For fed cattle, our choice beef, steers, and heifers sold 157 to 165. High-yielding choice Holstein steers sold 151 to 160, choice Holstein steers were 138 to 150, and unfinished steers and heifers 137 and down. For coal cows, the top 20% sold 109 to 121, topping at 123.50, 60% sold from 84 to 108, and the bottom 20% were 83 and down. For coal bulls, they sold from 116 to 120, with thin, full, and bulls over 1 ton discounted. Our next sheep, goat, and small animal sale is October 21st. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to your farm to look at livestock, please contact us at 715-537-5618. This has been Brittany with your Equity Baron Market Report. Thank you and have a great day.
1: Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And for more markets, we're going to head down to Sparta Equity and hear from Hot Eman.
10: Fed cattle signs steady to slightly lower today with the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers 183 to 189. Choice and select beef steers and heifers 170 to 182. The beef and dairy cross steers 165 to 185. The high yielding choice Holstein steers 160 to 168. Topping at 172. The choice and select Holstein steers 149 to 159 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and heavy steers 103 to 148. Cow market steady quality beef slaughter cows up to 125. The high yielding... Dairy slaughter cows a dollar to a fifteen. The cutters and utilities eighty-four to ninety nine with a low yield and canter is thirty three to eighty-three cents a pound. Bull market steady most bulls bringing one hundred five to one twenty with a thin, full and ton discounted at a dollar four and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Thursday, september twenty first for our special dairy and feeder cattle sale. Starting with dairy cattle at twelve noon, followed by feeder cattle at twelve thirty. This is Hutt, aiming at Equity Live, second Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business.
1: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Pretty good haymaking day. Let's go to Stratford Equity. Jerry Fitzgerald is with well us this morning. Jerry, you guys done making hay, or are you guys still help?
11: Oh, good morning too, Bob. Nope. Uh, far as I'm, uh, far as I know, the haymaking is finished for the year, but... Uh corn chopping is kind of on the horizon, yep. but, uh, It's all on uh, the
0: horizon. It's out in the backyard. They're doing it right now.
11: Yep, and, uh, well, I know a little rain or some rain would certainly be appreciated, but, you know, you you talk to folks from various parts of the state, there's, uh, you know, the real critical area seems to be kind of right here in the central part of the state, you know. There's yeah, so
0: all, yeah all the way down south. Well, nobody's got any surplus. It's... Everybody wants moisture, that's for sure. I mean, it's not a... Desperate drought in a lot of places, but uh, we need moisture. That's for sure. Hey, how's the market been going this week? Pretty good, haven't they? You bet they
11: have, Bob. I'll tell the folks about it again. I thank you and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Wednesday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start off the cow market yesterday. High yielding, fleshy Holstein and beef cows on yesterday's sale We're selling from one hundred four up to one hundred twenty four and a half. Most of the cows in yesterday's auction selling from eighty two to one hundred two. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, eighty dollars and below. On the bull trade yesterday, your better quality bulls are selling from a dollar seventeen up to a top of one thirty. Lighter weight bulls, a dollar twelve and below. Fed cattle trade: choice grading Holstein steers selling mostly from uh, one forty six to one sixty two. Select grading cattle under finished cattle; uh, those are one forty and below. On the calf market, on uh, yesterday's auction, uh, good quality replacement Holstein bull calves uh, selling from two fifty to four fifty. Uh, beef calves continue to be in very good demand at. 350 to 650, and of course, on Monday's auction, we allow those beef calves over 700. But anyway, we are at Thursday here already at Stratford. We'll get underway this morning at 11 o'clock with the market auction. Of course, we'll sell market cows today, along with the uh, fed cattle bulls, baby calves, we'll get to those uh, after the noon hour today. And we just want to look ahead to next week. I've got a very, very busy week next week here in Stratford, including our next day auction, which will be next Tuesday. Also next Tuesday, a large dairy sale. We do have a complete herd dispersal of 70 organic milking cows. Also do have another consignment of high-quality organic hosting cows, uh, another consignment of 15 of those from the uh, uh, top consigner there. So, again, a lot of information on the website. So you folks in the organic business uh, or any, uh, if you're American conventional cow, next Tuesday we have a nice selection here at Stratford and a big uh, feeder cattle sale next Wednesday. Do offer a complete herd, beef herd dispersal, uh, black angus cows. Some of those are going to be registered. So if you folks in feeder cattle business, there's some pictures on our website, so, Check that out, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page, and uh, you'll be there. And, uh well, Bob, uh, I know you said you were going to go out on the water today, but well, the way the Brewers are playing last two game, maybe you want to stay home and watch the game.
0: No, oh, that's not till Is that today or tonight?
11: No, I believe it's uh, I believe it's an afternoon game. Oh,
0: is it really? Me? Yeah, usually the last game of the series. But, uh, no, yeah, the Brewers won, the Cubs, and the Reds lost. So, yeah, it's getting pretty close to the end, I think. So, uh, hopefully the Brewers don't fall completely. I, all I think of is a... The 69 Cubs, and you and I were both around for that, and they had Hall of Fame players, Ron Sato, Billy Williams. They had some great players on that team, and they fell flat and lost.
11: Well, we're kind of dating ourselves, too, but for real diehard baseball fans, what year was it back in the early 60s where the Phillies, I believe, had a, just a super lead, just completely fizzled? Yeah, what year was that? I can't I remember. Know. But The
0: Phillies have had an up-and-down history. I remember they had the longest losing streak in history but. 33 games for a while there. It was unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, it's getting to be excitement time for baseball, that's for sure. Hey, you enjoy it. We'll talk to you in the morning. You betcha, Bob. Be safe on the water. Hey, yeah, we'll do that. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at Stratford. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Jill just checked it. What'd you say? The Brewers play at 12.15 today? 12.15 today. And you can follow that on our sister station, WAYY 1051 FM at 790 a.m. 12.15. The Brewers and the Cardinals. Board of Trade was higher yesterday. Crop concerns and interest rates were unchanged by the Fed. A quiet day yesterday, but they did go down overnight. December corn down 2 at 480. The oats down 4 at 432. Wheat for December down 2 at 586. November beans down 13 to 1306. And December meal down 250 at 392.60 at the Country Elevators today.
2: Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, corns at 492 with soybeans at 1232. Northside Elevator, Arcadia Location, corns at 491 with beans at 1232. Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location, corns at four fifty one with beans at 12 37
0: And on the DTM screen, we see corn at Golden plump today is 4 55 a bushel at Baldwin and Mondovi, corns four twenty five, beans twelve sixteen. Durand, corn four twenty, beans 12 12 Elmwood has a corn at 4 30 a bushel, beans twelve sixteen. Fall Creek, four twenty and 12 12 At Osseo, the corn is 4 35 beans at 12 21 Elk mound corn 465 beans 1237 it's part of 444 and 1225. Ellsworth the corn is 405 beans at 1201 Ethanol plants today Boyceville corn 460 Stanley 440 the beans are excuse me at New Richmond the corn is 435. barrel cheese down a nickel yesterday 161 blocks down eight at a dollar 80 butter. Grade AA Butter up a penny at 284. Class 3 lower. September 1828 down 8. October 1712 down 42. November 1725 down 40. December down 19 at 1771. January down 2 at 1788. And again, beautiful day today. 84 in sunshine. And then as we get close to the weekend, a chance of rain. Oh, that'll be a good thing too. 56 right now.